welcome back to the Embody Your Wild podcast. My name is Jasmine and I am your host for this podcast. Today's topic was has been sparked by a reel on Instagram. And this was a reel of young women on the streets in the UK being asked this question, do we need men? And each of them in this this clip were all said no. And then the final woman that was in the clip was asked why. And she stated that men suck. It then went on to kind of shift to another clip of all of the services and all of the really like heavy jobs that men do in the world with the percentage of how many are in each profession. And it got me thinking about something that I've been personally and behind the scenes having discussions with and just journeying through myself around this topic of feminism and how now feminism is almost starting to consume itself. It's become this really inverted movement that there was always an inversion within it in the kind of the later waves of feminism but more so now and it is not only impacting how women relate to men it's also um, having a really detrimental impact on women. Now we cannot deny, and this is not a podcast to completely dismiss the power of women's rights and how much they are needed. It is not here to dismiss the fact that some aspects of the feminist movement in the past have been so pivotal for what women have today. And there's always this and with that, and but with that. So it's never, I'm not here to dismiss what has transformed and what we have rights to access to now. You know, that is so important for this topic and 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 there's so much more to this that is coming through and it's so fascinating because so many women that I'm speaking to are noticing this inversion more and more this this almost this ability or this this way that feminism is evolving more so 
to keep us disconnected from ourselves. There is something that is happening now within feminism which is keeping women disconnected from themselves and what women are at their very essence. There's a piece here of one of the beautiful things is with the, the women's rights movement, the feminist movement, is that it has enabled us as women to have choice. And that is so pivotal in how we choose to move through life. And yet that piece has also caused this fracture where women forget how powerful they are. There's, so, there's, there's this piece in feminism where the kind of, if I have this vision in my head and it's of this really, really, really like angry, collapsed, um, leaky energy kind of woman who is just angry at the world and very disconnected from herself. So I'm kind of creating a, a caricature for your mind here. And this this is the thing that I see is like there's so the 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 movement has created this this way where women are where they're so angry at the world and they're so like focused on forcing something that they forget about the power that lives within them. There's a, it's almost like there's this disconnect from their life force. And they are screaming and screeching and rejecting everything in their path because it's not X, Y, and Z. And within doing this, they are actually disconnecting themselves more and more and draining more and more their life force energy. Women hold within their body a direct connection to source through the very fabric and makeup of their bodies, the womb space. Women we have the ability to pull and draw down the souls of our babies and bring them earthside. Whether we choose that as a path or whether that is the true path of this lifetime, that is the power that women hold in their bodies. One of the things that I've been really exploring, especially the past three or four months, is kind of like the history of disconnect and a bit of more of a timeline of a disconnect through through the ages, 
for women. And what the three key ones that I see is the beginning of patriarchal religions. So all of the religions that we have today, the witch hunts and the witch trials, and this third and more recent piece is the feminist movements. Now there are of course going to be areas within that really massive timeline that also hold truth in the disconnect that women find within themselves. But it's just something to really think about as I like as I journey and explore this more and more and start to kind of piece together this this timeline and the fractures within women and within society. And we begin to see where and how and why there is disconnect here. And it all lies with this this disconnect from the body. And this is why it's so important for women to come back in. One of the biggest, I believe, um, disconnects that feminism has birthed through us is that it has made us believe that we have to be like men to succeed, to be successful. And we orientate to what that looks like within society. And, you know, fall victim when we aren't able to meet that standard. That standard set for us by something external to us. And the like the most beautiful thing about being a woman is the fact that we are the original creators. And we actually have the ability to create our reality and choose the path of creation if we are willing and open to it. But what a lot of the feminist movement is, is creating a, not only an epidemic of women who are disconnected, but an epidemic of women deep in victim consciousness so deep in victim consciousness that the original purpose of feminism is actually getting lost and it's becoming this echo chamber of women who feel victimized by their circumstance by society and instead of being in that powerful seat of creation and choosing a different pathway for themselves 
they are choosing to and this is the thing it's always a choice whether or not it's conscious or unconscious they're choosing to stay in this this swamp of victimhood if you have been in my world for a while you know that i speak into victim consciousness and you know that there is this differentiation between someone who has experienced something and in that moment they were like a victim of a crime, victim of an assault. I I tend to not use the word victim at all because it just places something on top of someone and it just doesn't feel reverent. That is my own choice and my own opinion. But when I'm talking about victim consciousness, just for, for clarity reason, because when we are in discussion around a really big topic like feminism, there's always these, and but this, or and but that, or and but I experienced this, that, or the other. Victim consciousness is when we actively enjoy being the victim, 100% don't want to admit it but have also created a whole identity and community of connection around you to feed that and that's what's happening in the feminist movement no one is feeling empowered because there's this this element where the feminist movement is has begun to feed on itself and that the the nutrients so to speak is this victim consciousness where to actually choose to come out of the movement means to actively choose to step away from this this identity and everyone who's fed that around you and to actually take responsibility for life and that's the crunchy part and that's why what we're seeing now is far less in service to women than it has been in the past One of the things that is also really important to explore with this topic is biologically, men and women are not the same. And that's okay. It's not something to be ashamed of or to see as something that is wrong, that um, should be pushed against. Women's bodies are naturally cyclical. They have seasons that take up more space in their days and their months than men. Their body formation is different because they have the ability to bear children. That is not wrong. That is not something that needs to be something to be ashamed of. You know, that is so freaking powerful. 
the fact that your body, whether or not you choose to, or that's a path that you want to journey down, can birth life, creation, creative projects, just through the fact that you are tapped into your body, you know, tapped into your creative cycle, tapped into your life force. That's the power of a woman's body. Can we just take a moment to honour that? And our society does not create the space to celebrate that. And I say that not wanting you to then drop into victim around that. I don't want you to feel victimised again by that if you felt victimised through this podcast at all. It's more of this, I have everything in my power to choose a different way for me and my body, for my family, for my for my friends, for my connections, if I choose to. And you get to choose that. And that's the, that's the PowerPoint there. Another really important piece to speak into, and kind of circling back a little bit towards the men suck narrative, is I just want you to lean back and feel into what is your relationship like to other women? Yes, women. I said the right one. Have you ever been wounded by another woman? Emotionally psychologically, physically. Mother, sister, friend, auntie, grandmother, daughter. Any of those. And do you walk around saying all women suck? That we don't need women. You may hold a sister wound, you may hold resistance to being in deeper connection to groups of women or women one-to-one, but the chances are that you most likely have, because you're human, experienced some form of wounding from another woman, and yet you're not going around saying all women suck, that we don't need women. And yet there's this this piece where that is an acceptable way to speak about men. To believe we don't need men. What I see, uh, what I will do is I will link this video into the show notes. It's only a short video from Instagram. It's nothing like super fancy, but I will link it for context so you've got an idea of what, what I'm speaking into. What I do believe is 
that it's so much easier to villainize another gender and to be victim to, you know, something that was maybe deeply painful, maybe there was trauma there. We're not denying the fact that, you know, we can find ourselves in circumstances with men where we we fear for our safety. But when we have created narratives within us and narratives within the society, like pretty much at large, where men are rejected and shamed and not actively seen as human. We're we're perpetuating a narrative or feeding that narrative that then enables men to feel even more disconnect. These women almost that were saying, we don't need men, men suck are unfortunately giving off this belief that men don't need love. And if you were to sit and really lean into all of the relationships you have with men in your life, your father, your grandfather, your partner, your son, if you have one, your nephews. Do you feel like they need love? Now I know there's so many sides to this, but I'm really wanting to speak to, because I know, because I'm going there in my own head and I, I I'll share a little bit of my backstory and kind of what's really sparked this within me is or the, this conversation. It's not only the the video I watched this morning, but it's the fact that my programming from a really young age, fuck off, for, yeah, really young age, has been all around men being the worst, men being useless, men being a waste of space, men being, I don't know, sorry, men only are like wanting one thing. So the programming that I I was brought up with, I was like, I have a very strong feminist movement within parts of my my family family lineage and i i see how that can and is those those projections and those those statements that were programmed into me were from a deep deep pain space you know those were projections of deep hurt And this is the thing that the feminist movement feeds off. 
is the pain body. There comes a time within any movement where it starts to collapse in on itself and it just starts to feed the pain and doesn't feed the empowerment. It feeds into all of the stories and the narratives and it actually keeps people, in this case women and men, because men are also impacted by this, trapped. And this is when collect, like the collective or the hive mind or whatever you want to call it, starts to become a disservice. And this is when we come back into the piece around being in the body, being rooted in responsibility, being the way forwards. It's about becoming that sovereign being and knowing that you have choice. You have choice to follow what is true and what is right. You have the agency to make decisions outside of society's constraints for you. If you are willing to step out of paradigms and collective beliefs that this is the way it has to be. That doesn't mean it's going to always be easy and it's, it will ask for all of you. If you have this willingness to explore this as opposed to become a martyr, as opposed to leaving yourself and allowing something like this to suck the life force energy out of you, you will be, begin to see how these, these aspects can really open up so much more for you. As I begin to wrap this up, one of the things that I really want to speak into around this topic which is probably this is probably one of the more contentious points is the role of the mother one of the things that gets lost in feminism is just how powerful the role of the mother is. There's this striving for more and there's this wanting more for women and there's also this piece where we're actually forgetting that what is true, whether we choose to or can have children, is the fact that our bodies birth. And that holds the wisdom of the mother. The inner mother, the great mother, the earth mother. And what I'm seeing at the moment is the rejection 
and the abandonment of this holy role. And this isn't a piece around how women choose to mother. That is not my place to say I am not a mother at this point in my journey. But it's more of this collective um, pattern that I see is the fact that the mother is, is deemed something to be ashamed of in the sense of like I'll, I'll speak into my my process with this is I never used to want to be a mother because of my programming and many other layers to it there was this deep shame around being a mother this deep shame of actually wanting to be a mother because it was not um, deemed as successful. It was deemed as something that, you know, was maybe expected, kind of was like a given, or, you know, it's a little bit of a byproduct or whatever it was. There was so much, so much to it that actually over the past three three years beginning to acknowledge a deep desire within me to be a mother came with a lot of shame shame to speak it out loud in case i was judged for this deep desire you know if you've been in my spaces you know i hold the mother the mother frequency quite strong so it's always been there, but it just didn't, it was, you know, it was so, so unconscious and so ingrained in so many patterns. But there was the, you know, there was, so I can remember there being so much shame. And I'm sat here wondering if that was my, my process, my journey with that, how many other women are ashamed of their yearning, their innate primal yearning to become a mother because society deems it as a byproduct, a, a, a role that is not deemed worthy of the society that we live in. The fact that even the word mother is being, like, or attempted to be discontinued is deeply concerning. But the reality is you will never squash the mother because she is everything. But I am, as I sit here, curious and, you know, thinking and feeling into my own journey with this. How many other women have this deep yearning to be a mother, but are holding it tight to their chest, and not, not acting upon that desire, because feminism has created this distorted lens of what a woman should be. It's a huge topic and it's such, there's, with anything like this, there's so much nuance to it. And this is also like, you know, we, 
if we kind of cycle back a little bit more towards the gifts that the earlier waves of feminism and women's rights have gifted us is that we have choice now you know I am so lucky in the fact that I actually no I am going to retract the lucky because I have worked so damn hard and so devotedly to the path that I am on now it is not luck and I really want you to remember like remember that piece in moments where you're like oh but I want this but I, I, I'm not lucky enough or that luck piece comes in none of this is luck this is devotion to a, wanting to live a life that is deeply aligned now one of the going back anyway <laughs> turning whatever, whatever I was just saying we'll go back to that that um but I do I think I really think it's an important piece if you were like yeah this isn't working for me I've been in this cycle or this trap of trying to live life in a masculine paradigm because feminism has taught me that 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 is the only way or whatever your piece is with like your curiosity that sparked you to listen to this podcast can you actually see that luck has nothing to do with it? This is devotion. And this is the path of embodiment. Is being devoted to that deepest part of you that is really, really calling out. That is crying out for your attention. That life is continually coaxing open. This is why you need to be in connection with your body. I promise I'm not saying it just for fun, <laughs> you know, I like, and going, going back to what I was saying is there's this element of, you know, I have chosen to create a life where I can work from a space of devotion and I can choose to tend to my home and my child when he or she is born and have the ability to choose that my choose my how to use my time because what i'm really seeing playing out in society is that more and more people are suffocating under these deeply distorted distorted movements and aren't able to find a way out because they feel trapped they are victimised by their own victimhood, by perceived villains that only exist in their collective mind, that are too busy complaining and bitching and moaning and, and depleting their life force energy come back into themselves as opposed to coming back in to themselves and choosing a way that is far more reverent connected and alive because the collective movement that people are trapped in is only going to ask for parts of them so even though 
it may feel funky and unpleasant and unkind over there and you know there's there's a bit of a joy and kind of like it's that kind of like pig rolling around in <laughs> in mud kind of vision I've got it's like you know that's what it's like being like ro like rolling around in victimhood and in the swamp it's that feeling it feels kind of good right um and then there's this this path it's gonna ask for all of you and I'd really love to be able to like pretend <laughs> like all of the other not all of them but many many facilitators and coaches and stuff online it's like this is this is this and this is this but that is not true and that is not respectful or in, in integrity to this work it is going to call for all of you and that doesn't have to be something that is deeply terrifying it's just an invite to awaken to the lost parts of you Hmm. I'm going to just pause this very briefly and check my notes to see if there are any other pieces that I want to speak into. But I feel like we're almost at completion now. So I do just want to close with the fact that we are in an epidemic of disconnected women. Disconnected from body, from life force from the pelvis, the home of all creation. And even though we have so much to thank for the movements of women's rights and the earlier stages of feminism, one of the biggest disservices it has gifted us and it's always a gift because we get to open it, lean into it, and then receive the medicine of it. You know, to me, this movement is just another invitation home back to ourselves. And sometimes we need to be in it for a little while. And I, I, I include myself in that. I was a raging feminist very angry, very disconnected, very disembodied, and hated, hated men, was just repulsed by them. And one of the things, one of the reasons why I asked earlier on in the podcast was how many women have hurt you, or have you been hurt by women? I can't remember how, how I phrased it. And again, the same question with men is because I, I've really leaned into that as a question. I have experienced assault by men. Um, I, I have all of those, those experiences. And I leaned into that. And then I leaned into how much hurt I've experienced from other women. And the scale is tipped more into the woman. And yes, that is something that I I am I journey through personally and you know have my own journey with. But never, ever 
have I stated that I hate women or that women suck? And yet, in the past, now I'm talking years, and I'm so grateful that it's it's kind of like been a, a while since I've had this thought piece myself, is that, yeah, of course, I've had those 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 thoughts and those feelings in my more raging feminine feminine feminist years and the truth of the matter is when we have stories and narratives like this running especially if we are we are wanting to call in a partner a connection someone to start a family with if this is the underlying narrative that's running within you, you will find people who reflect that back to you. So it's an invite into exploring why is that living in your system? What experiences have you had that have brought those forward and actually allowing yourself to grieve anything that comes up, to allow yourself to feel it and that is allowing yourself to grieve, to be angry, to to have that moment but allow it to move and then don't like don't hold on to it as if it, it's this baton to wave and throw at people and you know hurt And as I said a little while ago, like I can see this from all angles, I really can. And you know, there's there's also the, the other side of this, this conversation. But I am a woman, I am responsible, and I am seeing what I'm seeing from my own lens. Feminism is at this point where it is more destructive than supportive. It is creating more disconnect and separation. It isn't allowing women to be women. For fear of what that will bring. And I don't know where that fear comes from. I'm still leaning into and exploring that why. Within this whole conversation. But what I do invite you to do after this. Is have a little bit of a recce and explore explore this for yourself, get curious and tune into the parts that are extra crunchy and it's always a reminder to come back to the body, always, wisdom lives there, not outside of you. Your body is such a force of nature. I'm feeling extra gushy about this today because I've just been on a deep, deep, <laughs> a very deep journey of integration of some big teachings these past couple of weeks. So I'm really, really feeling into that for myself personally. I shall leave that there. 
thank you for staying curious through this. I know it's not an easy conversation to be having. And it's also, and it, it, it is a conversation that is required at this time.